put on this computer. Hi, welcome to the first episode of the Leadership Agency podcast. I'm your co-host, Steve Morris. And good afternoon. My name is Albert Whitestone, and I am one of the co-hosts as well. Uh, share a little bit about what we're doing here. Steve and I, or a little bit about Steve, Steve and I uh, met in a training class so several months ago, and we just bonded and connected. We both shared similar passions, and uh, I want to ask Steve if he would take a minute to introduce himself, share a little bit about his background. Steve. Thanks, Albert. So my background is forming and leading design teams to go win international sailing competitions. I'm an engineer, project manager, and now I bring that expertise to helping business owners and leadership teams build rewarding businesses. So I do business coaching now. Fantastic. Well, Steve, I'm gonna ask you a, a few personal questions if you don't mind. The first one is, what was your first job? This is before um, college, what was your first job? My first job out of college? No, before, prior to college. Prior to college. Yeah, so I'm going to test you a little bit here. First job prior to college. Um, so probably I can remember actually one of my first jobs was working for a landscaping company. Okay. And it was summertime. And even though it's New Zealand, it was, it was hot. And, you know, I was out in the sun with a wheelbarrow and a shovel and we were moving dirt from one pile to another pile, except the other pile had to look nicer than the first pile. <laughs> and um, so that was my first job. And I, um, it was kind of a motivator mm -hmm. to figure out that uh, I need to keep moving forward in life. <laughs> mm, that is awesome. Stephen, I know you attended college. Um, Tell me a little bit about that or share with uh, the team here a little bit about your experience in college and what was your major? So I went into college, um, did mechanical engineering, and okay. I was quite lucky. Um, I had attended actually a, a very good high school in Auckland, New Zealand, where I grew up. And I came out of high school with the equivalence of a, of a lot of AP credits and okay. was able to skip a year of the first year of engineering school. So that meant it was a three-year degree for me, um, which was kind of interesting because I graduated from that quite young and really didn't have any idea about like really what I wanted to do. I mean, I'd, I'd had a number of jobs through engineering school, but I got out of my bachelor's degree and, and didn't really have a lot of direction. So I went back and uh, did a master's degree. And okay proved to be the thing that really kind of got me set for life. And then after college, what'd you do? So that master's degree was the thing that really got me launched. And I got to meet um, a whole bunch of people. I was doing research about the airflow around yacht sales. Uh. And I got introduced along the way to a gentleman called Grant Dalton, who, um, for those people from New Zealand, he's now very famous. And um, he was uh, skippering his first round the world yacht campaign back in the late 1980s and was looking for somebody, an engineer, to come and help him get his boat ready to race around the world. And so he was my first boss out of college, and that was my first job. 
So I went from being doing engineering college to now being part of actually a professional sailing team, um, being a professional athlete and having to go to gym at six o'clock in the morning and, and train and get fit and get ready to, to help this boat. You shared that you're from New Zealand originally. What brought you to the United States? So while I was working on that boat, um, getting it ready to sail around the world, I, I got to meet and talk with the boat's designer quite a lot. Um, the boat was designed up here in Annapolis. And so it turns out after my contract was done with Grant Dalton, I, I got a job up here in the United States and um, came up here and, and designed sailboats for the next 16 years. Um, had a lot of fun doing that. So what is the path that you have been on to get to where you're at today? So when I was designing sailboats, well, I guess it started with that, that first job out of college, you know, like I, I'm on a professional sailing team, right? So I'm getting really immersed in a group of people that are bonding together, coming together to go after, you know, an, an amazing aspirational goal. That's when around the world yacht race. And then when I started getting into designing sailboats for clients like this, I got to see teams, uh, I got to work with amazing teams that, that did incredible things and, and the joy of being able to be part of a group of people that are being successful and, and moving forward. And then I also got to work with other teams that despite a lot of resources, things just didn't click, they didn't gel and we didn't get there. And I was really curious about that, like why some teams work and some teams didn't, but I couldn't really kind of figure that out in the world that I was in. So I went off to um, do some, to learn more things, um, mm -hmm. got into doing government contracting uh, for the Navy in Washington, DC, and really got to learn about large project management and you know, projects that were measured in, in the billions, not the millions. Um, and that was a very different experience because it was a lot more um, political, um, very risk averse and, and also having to sort of work across and through and collaborate with large groups of people. Um, so now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm bringing all of that expertise that I've learned about teams and getting people to bond together, getting people to go after aspirational goals. Um, and all of the psychology that goes with that. Um, I'm bringing all that expertise to business owners to help them be able to get their teams together, get their leadership teams together, and get what they want from their businesses. So it's been quite a journey, 30 years long. Mm. Um, seen a few things, done a few things along the way. A lot of it's been a lot of fun. Wow, Steve, very impressive background. I really appreciate you sharing. One last question here before we move on. How did you come up with the, lead, um, the Leadership Agency podcast? Well, well, Albert, you know, you and I, um, as you talked about at the beginning, like, you know, we, we met, we bonded, we, we have a good conversation going about a lot of things. And it really struck me one day that you and I have um, similar interests, but very complementary skills. Mm. In other words, you do executive coaching, you're into leadership, you're, you're very focused on helping improve people and, and, and teaching them and helping them move forward. 
um, from my side of things, I'm very focused on those same issues, but looking at teams and groups of people and processes to enable some of those things. So just those two skill sets um, coming together. And we, we have these great conversations and I just thought, you know, we should record this stuff because you never know if it might be helpful to somebody else to be able to listen to these perspectives. We've both got a lot of experience. So let's use some of this technology we have and see if we can bring value to, to people. And I know that's a passion of yours is to add value to, to others like me. You, we've seen organizations that run really, really well. And we've seen other organizations that they really could um, need help. Yes. That's why you see so many organizations fail or really, really struggle. And I know, I know we share the same passion there. Steve, yeah. I appreciate you sharing a lot of great information there. Yeah. Okay. And more to come. Yes. More to come. Yes. And now, Albert, it's, it's your turn. So why don't you and I give us a little bit more about um, your background and uh, sure. go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my first job out of high school, I didn't go to college right away. I was actually being recruited by Gettysburg uh, College to play lacrosse, and I would have been going to college for the wrong reasons. I'd have been one of those people that would have been one semester and done, again, going there for the wrong reasons. One would have been lacrosse and the other would have been for another reason, and it wouldn't have been for academics. I can, uh, I can share that with you. <laughs> so my first job coming out of high school was actually working for a contractor where they um, put in these pipelines and development. So really working down in these 12, 10 to 12 foot ditches on those summer days where it's 95 degrees out, it's humid. I had all this dust just clinging on me, go home, take a shower, and the mud would just run off of me. And I just knew that I did not want to be doing that to the age of 60. I needed to find something. And I knew I needed to, to have an education. And, uh, and that's what I did. I started looking for ways to improve myself. College wasn't the vehicle I took, um, but I ended up taking another vehicle to, get, to start my education background. Okay. Sounds interesting. So yeah. why don't you tell us about what was that next step? Well, that next step was uh, I joined the Navy. Joined the I, Navy. Wow. I, yeah, I joined the Navy. Uh, I, um, I looked at a couple of the other branches. I had two uncles that served in the Navy. And, uh, I just, and then I knew I also wanted to be something where I could get an education and maybe be able to use that after I finished my four-year commitment. And uh, so I went in the Navy to be an electrician. And okay. not to give away my age, but I went in at the time when the Ayatollah had the 52 American hostages, and uh, we were actually on our way over there when, unfortunately, that rescue attempt failed. And I was stationed on the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower. Okay. So it just strikes me as, you know, I've talked and you've talked. So we both had jobs where we were dealing with dirt, <laughs> with shovels. <laughs> yeah. And then the next job after that was... On the water. <laughs> <laughs> I, never put, I never put that together. No, I didn't either until we were just talking right now. It's like, get as far away from the dirt as I can. <laughs> Out to sea. Out to sea. So, so you're on the Eisenhower. And so how do we get from the Dwight D. Eisenhower to um, being here today? Tell us a little bit about that. 
Steve, uh, I'm doing leadership, as you well know. Uh, that, that is definitely a passion of mine. And where I first was exposed to different styles of leadership was while I was in the Navy. I would have a senior officer uh, come up to me and tell me what I needed to do, basically barking orders. And he could do that based on his rank, his title, his position. He can say, Petty Officer Whitestone, go do this and this and this. And I would go do it. And then I'd have another officer come up to me and said, Petty Officer Whitestone, how are you doing today? How's your family doing? Have you received any letters from your, your wife lately? And that was back when we had to use snail mail mm -hmm. uh, to receive letters. And, and then he would ask me to do things for him. And even though he could do that based on his rank or title, he asked me to do that. And I'd be more willing to do that, even though I had to do it for the other guy as well. But I, I would have a heart of more of a servant's heart than I did for the other person. And that's where I really learned the different styles or the first time I've learned the different styles of leadership. Mm -hmm. and, okay. and from there, being in the corporate world for the number of years I've had and been part of nonprofit organizations, um, you know, that was another area where I saw how powerful leadership is. John Maxwell talks about everything rises and falls with leadership. And I just, it's just become a passion of mine because we need leaders out there in the homes all the way down to Washington, DC. Okay. So yeah. like you have your own business now and Correct. so you are helping bring more leaders into the world and help the leaders that are in the world be better leaders. Is that right? Uh, yes, yeah, Steve, it is absolutely right. It's, there's, and you, you know this from your business, there's nothing more rewarding when you're working with somebody that's managing a team and you hear from them, the team is just being such a challenge where that particular leader doesn't like their job and you're able to work with them and things start changing in the environment. They become a leader, not a manager, but they become a leader and where it is more pleasant to go to work and the work environment is, is more productive. We don't get up they don't get up dreading going into to the workplace. Yeah. And, and that's what just brings a, a passion. Uh, and that's one of the things I talk about um, when I usually speak and more of a kind of want to roll and hold with that right now. But one of the things I talk about in John Maxwell's book, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, I talk about the law of the lid and, uh, and I have some illustrations in the real world where certain companies had reached their, um, leadership lid and it handcuffed them from being even more or even a better company or a larger company. Yeah, well, that's, that's good. So we're going to get into a lot of these subjects as we yeah. go forward because I have similar things, you know, that are top of mind for me, you know, talking about looking at businesses that have reached a ceiling in my mm -hmm. language and yeah. in the world that I talk about. And um, just how we can put processes in place to have work be more fun, like work should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be fun when everybody's running in the same direction, or which I should say sailing in the same direction. Um, so that's, you know, my aim to... Um, it makes leadership a, a lot easier when you have everybody on the same page and sailing in the same direction. Yes, 100%. All right, so um, that's a good introduction for, for each of us. Um, I guess as we go forward over the next few weeks, we've got a number of different 
subjects that we want to cover mm -hmm. um, to sort of go in a little bit deeper on you know some of the work that you do mm -hmm. um, i want to learn a lot more about john maxwell it sounds pretty interesting to me um and i'm looking to continue to learn more from you steve and i, I think that's really uh again i think the two of us coming together it's just going to be really powerful and we're going to benefit and add value to a lot of others out there yeah yeah because the, the part of the world I'm coming from, um, I, I do EOS implementation uh, for the entrepreneurial operating system. Yep. So bringing John Maxwell and that together to be able to have that sort of intersectional conversation on top of, you know, the years of experience that you and I yep. you know, have both accumulated. And to also bring in the insights, you know, the things that we talk about with our clients out there, like what do we see going on um, out in the world and the interactions that we're having and how we're helping our clients and we can sort of bring some of those subjects back and, and talk about that. I believe, I firmly believe between our experiences and our education that we've gained over the years, it's really going to help others. Awesome. Mm. Um, so I think we'll probably bring this episode to a close here today. Um, we're going to be posting uh, this leadership agency podcast in a couple of different places. Um, so there's going to be uh, a, an audio podcast that we're going to put out through a number of um, podcasting channels, right? Absolutely. And then the, we're also recording this interaction on Zoom. <laughs> Everything's on Zoom these days. Uh, we'll post that on YouTube. Um, and then I have my business catalator, which I'll be um, giving information about this podcast. And Albert, what's the name of your business? Whitestone Consulting Group. What's Whitestone Consulting Group. All right. So um, both of us will be promoting um, and sharing this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So just to wrap up here, I want to ask you one last question, Albert. So it's Friday afternoon. You've, you've had a, a good week, mm -hmm. sitting down, you know, doing your, your end of week review, wrapping up, like what, what does that good week look like to you? That I made a difference in someone's life. Awesome, yeah. When I sit across the table, whether it's doing the executive coaching or leadership training, when I see the other side of the table have hope, and know things can get better, whether it's their organization or it's them personally, that just brings you know so much joy to my heart. And that's what I'm all about is serving others. Awesome. Sounds and you, good. Steve? So probably something similar. You know, the, the, the engineer is never going to um, be gone from me, and I <laughs> want to see um, problems be solved, issues put to bed, people build. Um, you know, and construct a, a better way of doing business and a better life for themselves, for their staff and their businesses. And then, of course, that, you know, um, goes out into the community. Um, better businesses build stronger communities and we go on from there. Fantastic. All right. Well, um, thanks very much for listening, everyone. And we will rejoin next week. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing everyone next week. All right. See you, Albert. <clears throat> See you, Steve.